Authors, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. Hello and welcome back to the Aspiring Authors podcast. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the um, talking about character arcs recently. And today we're going to be talking about traditional versus indie. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. So how has your week been? Hayley? Um, Good week, bad week, writing-wise? Not, not the best. Mm. Um, I seem to be in a bit of a loop um, with prepping and editing with Rope Walk at the moment. Um, because that's what we're going to be talking about today is looking to submit it to agents. So I seem to be in a bit of a loop with that at the moment. I can't see the forest for the mm. trees. So when it comes to actual writing, my other book that I have on the go, I can't seem to get in the mindset of that at the moment. I'm trying to, but every time it's just like, nope, you need to focus on um, getting your cover letter right, your blurb right, your pitch right, your hook right, <laughs> all these bits, and so you don't have time to actually write. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a mixture. How's it been for you? I would say kind of the same. I am, um, so like you, I was working on another book, although I was editing that, but I was just editing just myself just going through that first draft um but now I finally got back um not finally she's very good my the editor friend she's come back with her notes on on my first book and uh, so I've been going through that and it's been great although yeah the the other book has kind of just been kicked to the curb at the moment and I'm just I feel like the same. I've only really got room in my head for one kind of thing. So I'm doing, so I'm going through all her notes and then, um, yeah, trying to see what I can come up with. Although there is some, uh, I am writing some fresh things for it, um, just based on a couple of the pointers she's given me. Um, so, yeah, it's going good. But I'm like, oh, God, this is going to take so long. This is just going to take so long because now we're going to because now <laughs> we're talking about um, what we're going to do, what our plans are, uh, indie versus indie versus traditional. I'm I'm at the stage where I'm just thinking about it. I, I can't really focus too much attention just yet because, you know, I've got to do all the edits. So it's like, can't get too ahead of myself um but I think that's really it we're going to kind of have a little chat about what we're planning on doing for our our books yeah I think that's the thing you've got you've got to plan it out you've got to know um which direction you've got to take it like right I'm just going to send it you have to really do your research do your homework mm. make sure every little detail is right and bang on because yeah. if you 
get your blurb wrong then it might put them off um with traditional or if you get your blurb wrong and you're doing indie then it might put people off from buying it and reading it so you've got to make sure your pitch is right your cover letter your blurb is right um hook which will go into a bit more detail in a coming one um we've done our homework on that one a bit more now um and also just what the agent's looking for and if it is if we do decide indie then we you've got a whole different process to research into with um the analytic side of it and marketing mm. and everything like that so you can't just jump into these kind of things at the moment you just you've got to plan it you've got yeah. to research it to we're make it a success dipping, of it really dipping our toes in aren't we just gradually yeah we're dipping our toes in first then we'll put our gradually put our knees in and then we'll <laughs> get our stomachs in and then we'll fully go in but not just yet it's like when you go swimming in a cold loch and uh, you're <laughs> that's me I have to go slow I can't just dive in no way I think I would die instantly so I have to gradually go in um but yeah so I I'm comparing How- that to uh, the <laughs> process of going down either traditional or or indie so yeah what so how many of our listeners will know what it's like to go swimming <laughs> in a cold lock yeah oh Baltic well, even in the summer, <laughs> even in the summer, it's, it's crazy cold. Um, so, Haley, what are you planning to do then? I think people might know, but as of now, for this, this book that you're working through, what are you planning on doing with it? That's been my big debate. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, how many episodes. Um, we talk about the the positive and where we were, direction we're going to take. And I think at the moment as well, with um, we've touched on it once before, but I'm just going to mention it now because it does affect what's going on with the current crisis and the pandemic and everything and the coronavirus. Um, it is affecting um the publishing industry to a certain point because at the moment at the present moment there is a lot of agents who are homebound staying indoors in the UK and um they're reading through the submissions so they're wanting they're secretly asking for submissions so that makes a big impact but then there's some agents who aren't because if they're like me and they've got little ones running around the feet, then it's finding time to actually work from home, do that. So they might be focusing on their core um, representation already at the moment. So I think it's affecting the industry and what they want as well with what genre they eat at the moment. They might be looking for more pandemic. I know someone who's just been picked up by an agent who written about a pandemic book like he's written it over the past couple of years and he's just been signed and so um and they loved his aspect of it so some people are looking for that but then some people are looking for light and comedy and we'll get to that in later in the podcast but it's knowing what your agents are wanting is affecting also how you submit at the moment and if we submit because that's another big question as well 
that there's quite a lot of people across the world who are self-isolating in lockdown and everything like that who are reading so much more and ebooks have increased in sales mm-hmm. because everything that's going on is going to affect the film industry the tv industry because they can't do anything at the moment so will people look to books more in the future in the present time so do you then jump on the bandwagon and say right i've got a book i've edited this book should i just indie publish it should i just put it out in an ebook and try and get some sales or wait for the long game and by the time i go through the traditional route in a couple of years time then my book will be published maybe 2021 or 2022 and which will be after that will then people be sick of books will people embracing the outdoors a lot more it's that kind of with traditional you're not too sure what's going to be happening in a couple of years to get your book out or do you take the plunge now okay i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna promote um the hell out of it and hopefully i can get some sales and i can build up readership that way and people can embrace it and enjoy it now exactly that is exactly Um, what do you choose yeah because because agents can't really know like okay even if they are some are accepting feel good books like as you said it could be and it's very likely to be in a couple of years time by the time you get everything done you know getting a publisher and then all yeah. the all the jobs in between that so yeah uh, and then by the by that stage as you said people might not even be reading as much it might just be now for the coming months and then you know, people just as soon as they're able to just get out and be partying all the time and who cares about books? Yeah. I yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I am also going to try and do traditional just because of this process of editing and I have someone else looking at it and yeah, I think I still need help. I don't think I'm fully confident to be like, yeah, that's great. I think I sound amazing and I don't need to do anything else. Yeah, I can just indie publish. <laughs> I would just be for, forever um, anxious about spelling spelling mistakes, grammar mistakes. So uh, having said that, so I am going to do, I am going to try and send out to agents and see if I can get any way to go down that route but all the while I'm waiting I am going to be educating myself on indie publishing and hopefully we can chat more about that on the podcast as well things we found out not maybe not yeah for necessarily for the book that I've sent out to agents but just for future um I think it's a good I think we should always be learning something so um yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not just going to be waiting and and waiting. And then if I do get all rejections, then I'll be like, well, right, I know what I'm going to do because I've been spent all that time researching. So um, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think we're in pretty much the same boat and thought as well. Is that 
I think not that uh, I want to make it really clear that indie publishing is second best. No way. To us no way. Because it's amazing in its own right. And I think some people feel more comfortable doing indie publishing than traditional. So it's all down to individual preference. But I think I'm the same. I would love to be picked up as traditional because you have got that security net you've got the agent who looks over contracts you've got the editors you've got people looking over everything so the final book stops with them rather than me and I like that kind of safety net I like that kind of team surrounding me in a sense um because you are you do feel um insecure and everything like that as debut author and so I'm the same. I would like to have um, traditional publishing for Rope Walk and future books. But I think I'm the same idea. If they don't pick it up, if it's not hitting a trend at the moment, if it's not what they're looking for with current because mine's historical fiction, um, there is romance, but there is kind of drama. There is um, a dark side to it. So it might not be what they're looking for at this present moment. So no agent might pick it up. So it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad book if they don't accept it. It just means that they're not wanting it at the moment. Mm. So I think um, I would go down the indie route if no one accepts it. And I was thinking about this the other day as well, is that Roadwalk is book one of a series. And I don't know if I've mentioned that before. So I'm looking in how to actually, um, how you pitch a series rather than an individual book, which is slightly different because you have to give an idea of the future books and where the series is going and if you've actually planned it out and thought about it. So I've got at least about five, six books in mind. So this is book one of maybe five, six um, of how it develops and continues and everything. There's a lot of podcasts to say uh, with indie publishing, doing a series is a really good way to get more and more readers. So you could be onto something yeah. if you did do an indie, published it yourself and did a series because you could also offer... There, There's actually a lot of podcasts, I can't think of any that come into mind at the mo- moment, that have discussed <laughs> this. So um, I'll hook you up at a later stage if you don't get anybody coming back to you, any agents coming back to you, that is. Yeah, because my thing as well is that there is quite a lot of indie 2D series and everything. And it's if I go down the traditional route... And I have, um, and I get an agent and they love it and they go put it out to publishers and they go, right, yes, we'll give you a two book deal of the series, which will cover book one and two, but what if they don't want to extend the series out? What happens to the series? Do I then self-publish after that? Mm. Or does the series fail? So my big thing at the moment is that if I've got at least six books in my head to do with this series, is it in safe hands to go with a traditional route when I don't know how they're going to accept a really long series? I mean, some publishers love it because it just means continuous sales and that's what the pitching idea is. But some might go, well, they haven't done too good, so we're dropping the series. Yep. Then what happens to it? And then you probably aren't able to self-publish. If, you do, if they did do two, 
then that's it. You might not be able to self-publish the rest. Well, I might be able to self-publish three and four, but I wouldn't be able to touch one and two. So if they pull those off the um, off the shelves because suddenly that they feel like they're not doing as good, but three and four, it's how do you get both books? I won't have the choice over one and two, but I can put three and four out. So it's, but if people want to read the series, they want to start with book one. So, or do I go down the indie route and I have full control over my series? It's up to me to get the word out, to spread the word, to do the marketing and everything, to try and get the readership. And um, and do I do it that way? But then I've also listened on podcasts and um, they've also said, well, I put a series out, but I put them out three months apart from each other. So I did book one, douche, three months later, book two, and then three months later after that, it's um, book three, and then after that, and it's just like, well, I could do that, but I haven't written those books yet. I'm halfway through book two. (laughs) Exactly. do I wait longer and have a whole load of books together and just do, like, do, 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 or... Do I put out book one and then finish book two, edit that and then put that out? Mm. So you've got like a nine month gap and then do the same with the others. It's so many yeah. questions. So you th- that might be a hindrance then, maybe, or it, it might be a kind of bonus for the agents mm. if they saw, oh, there's, okay, we have two books. So she's got another one coming or that might put them off. Yeah. To know that there's another one. Standalones, I don't know, if are better. Are they? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I've asked um, some Q&A, some questions, people in the publishing industry, and they say, well, it's easier actually to um, query series because they know what they're getting. They like series at the moment. But I'm not seeing that or I'm not believing that. I mean, you can become a hybrid publisher hybrid author and say right okay I'm going to do the series indie but I'm going to get an agent for my standalone books because I want to do standalones in between series books and I have representation for that it and then but still put the series out through the indie side and have ebooks and maybe paper books in time but you have to pay for that so it's um yeah it's knowing which way to go it's so hard I think my gut saying I'm gonna do traditional first I'm gonna test the field test the waters and see it and I think then if no one's picking up then it might just um force my hands just to go indie and maybe that's just a sign saying right you need to go indie way um, no one's picking up your series at the moment. No one's liking the idea, even though it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just have to put it out there and put it out to fate and to say, right, okay, I'm going to ch- try every option and it's up to you to pick the right one because I can't. <laughs> yes, I think with, yeah, with the indie publishing, it's, it sounds really exciting but I think it sounds even more scary because you are responsible for everything. So that's what's kind of putting me off going straight into indie. I think I need more time to research it. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm the same. I'm just going to go with traditional and 
we'll, we'll see. If not, you know what? It's fine. I've done the I've done this um, last year. I I may have said this on a, another podcast, but I sent off this same book that I'm <clears throat> going over now. I'd sent it off last year and sent it to about 15 agents and all rejected it and all basically gave me the same feedback, which is really nothing, just um, not for them. So you you can't really expect them to give you too much unless they really enjoyed it, but they just didn't, unless they actually read it all and they enjoyed it, but they just didn't see something or that they could offer you advice or uh, feedback on yeah I went through that process and then coming back to it again I'm now looked at the looked at the book and realized yeah it does need a bit more work so it went through it and then from that got your your lovely editor friend to go through it and now we're trying to get a much better draft before I resend it out to agents again. Yeah, which put me off with the whole process last year with the agents rejecting. I feel like I sent the book off too quickly last year. I just wanted it done. I just wanted to send it out. Now I realize, yeah, it might not have been at its best. So, this time I'm giving my full attention to it, trying to make it the best it can and then see if anyone will take it. If not, then I will be a lot more confident to self-publish it. So, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. Yeah, um, just recently I um, watched this podcast on book covers and uh, yeah, I found it really interesting and that inspired me to like do a little sketch of the book cover I would like and yeah, I f find myself looking at book covers now and especially in the genre that I'm writing in, I'm looking at what kind of colours they use and but this is all again for indie publishing so I guess yeah, that's but this is all good to like have an idea just in case. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just in case, yeah, I have to go down that route. Um, but I do love the creative side of the indie publishing. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'd be so into looking at all, all the sales and working out all that kind of uh, numbers, but the, the whole designing the book and yeah maybe the marketing side yeah I think that could be anything also understanding social media is a massive thing and then also everyone keeps saying is that I mean the easiest way to do it is through Amazon Kindle to e-publish and then you can go through different avenues and everything once you've got your foot through the door there um but everyone says that it's understanding the analytics side knowing how it works is the big one and then it's also understanding the the marketing and that you have to have so many sales or maybe so many books and then Amazon pushes you up further if you've gone on to the ranking so and they have 
the top 100 refreshed every hour. So you suddenly become an Amazon bestseller and then the next day you might not be. So you have to know all that side and everything. And there is plenty of podcasts and there's plenty of information out there that can help teach you and YouTube videos and everything about putting it out there since it's been around now. But, yeah, it's also, I don't know, for me, I think as well, to be absolutely honest on this podcast, I like, I don't know, I like the fact that with traditional, that it's almost like you've been the chosen one. They have accepted you into their ranks of being an agented <laughs> oh um, author and stuff like that. And it's just like, ha, 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 the chosen one. Um, and they're kind of accepting and stuff. And I think with indie, that's self-promoting, that's putting you out there and that you get chosen by the amount of readers you have. I think you, both ways you kind of get accepted, but you get accepted in different ways. Mm. I think with traditional, it's the industry that kind of accepts you, embraces you, and goes, yes, we're going to give you an advance, we're going to give you a book deal, and we're going to do all this to your story and everything, and you're getting accepted that way. With um, indie publishing, you've been accepted by the amount of readers. So if you don't get a huge amount of readers, then will self-doubt take over and go, oh, maybe I'm not a very good writer after all. No one wants to read my book because I've got 10, 20, 30 sales. That's probably what you'll think rather than I've just not marketed myself enough. Yeah, but that's the thing. Maybe people are like, oh, I don't understand the marketing side or I tried to market and no one's biting. No one wants to read my book. I've got two reviews on Amazon, so therefore it's affecting other things and it's... Oh, I feel like, yeah, you've really got to be focused with indie publishing. You've re- I feel like you've really got to get your head down and yeah. be really determined compared to self-publishing because you've got people around you, you know, still still the fear will creep in. But with indie publishing, yeah, I think you've got to develop a thicker skin. With indie publishing, you're so much more in control. Uh, well, you're the only one in control, really. But the benefits that you can have from that, you can, you can set up anything. You can write whatever you want. You can make more money you can you know you can make more money from indie as well so yeah possibilities sound more intriguing with indie but I just don't think I'm there just yet I think you I think I need like a year to and we've been we've been in this zone for about a year I will I have you've probably been more but I've been in this zone for yeah. about a year and um, it's still not enough because things are always changing, um, especially in the indie world. Like you were saying, Amazon, I think there's other other platforms now. Um, oh, there's a lot more other platforms, just, it's just but everyone's changing. It's... Yeah. And yeah. I, you just need to know, be on top of it all. So, yeah, a year is not enough. I just need to focus a bit more. So, but it's fun. It's fun that we feel like we're at this stage now. You're a little bit more ahead of me. Where are you with editing before you send this one, this out? Well, I sent, I kind of pretty much 
finished my editing so then I reached out to a couple of people to be beta readers I know we talked about it in other podcasts and everything but I thought I wanted to see what other people thought kind of get a feeling I got so um lost in it that it's hard to have that perspective on it so I thought right um I reached out to a couple of friends to be beta readers and um with questions in mind to look at certain points in the book and yeah so I'm waiting to hear back from the last one I've got two back so far Brilliant. which have been really positive actually um uh, really good um little notes just minor things um to look at um but overall really good response enjoyed it um wanting book two straight away which is a good sign um so yeah wait yeah so waiting to hear back um from the third person and then i'll do the tweaks because there's no point me tweaking now when there's still another person to hear from um so i'll do those tweaks so whilst i'm waiting for that um then i'm going i'm currently working on the blurb which we'll do a whole different podcast on because that's a whole different skill altogether. And then maybe we could read out our blurbs to each other and critique them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so we'll do uh, a podcast on blurbs coming up. But yeah, so working on blurb, working on pitch, working on the hook, finalizing it, researching what it was because. So, <laughs> synopsis. Synopsis. Um, are have you done that one yet? I have done that already, so I need to go over that again and make sure I hit all the points. The problem with the synopsis is that you're basically telling the story. You're putting your voice into it, but each agent is specific on how much they want. So some people might say single spaced, just put one page. Some might say double spaced, one page double space two pages so I think you have to have the bare bones of your synopsis but each agent that you send it out that are different from each other then I think you need to personalize it to each one because if they say right okay give me 500 word synopsis of your book it's a hell of a lot different if you then send it to another agent who wants two pages and wants more of the finer details included in it so this is when when you're looking at agents that send out, you need to look at the submission guidelines. You need to know what they are specifically looking for. Mm. You can't do blanket submissions. You no. can't just go, okay, I'll just pick out a whole 20 names and just send it out to them randomly. This is when your research really pays off. You need to know who you're sending it to, particular agents, their style, their requirements, what they like, who they are, and then send it out to them directly with if they want cover letter if they want it's an email cover letter they want the synopsis if they want 50 pages if they want three chapters if they just want 15 pages you really need to know the agents that you're sending it out to plus you kind of have to have a feel for them anyway because if you're looking to work with them and build a career with them and then become everything to you in your book world then you need to have a feel for them as well I think have you started compiling a list of agents? I have. I have over the past kind of year or so. I've kind of got agents in mind. But now I'm looking into 
just double checking with them at the moment see if they're open to submissions if they're not yeah and if they're still looking for what if they're still looking for historical fiction they might have changed the wish list um and say right i'm not looking for historical at the moment i got a whole load i've picked a couple and now i'm on to sci-fi i'm on to light comedy i'm on to anything that's not historical fiction so yeah i've kind of got a wish list there's a certain couple out there that i would really like to which would be amazing but yeah it's also having that confidence and that get rid of self-doubt to then hand it out to agents as well and going oh i think that's fine uh i think that is okay that part because we're not going to their office knocking on their door and saying excuse me may i have five minutes of your time no we're sending them an email and <laughs> hopefully getting all the correct information yeah that's it's immediately what i think mine will happen what will happen to mine like last time um that i'd sent out um all the details for to agents um but yeah it can take so long that process of you know, you, you think you've got everything, your blurb, synopsis, your whatever they were requesting um, with the double spacing and the the amount of the man, manuscript that they're looking for. Um, and then also with how you do the email, what they want they're looking for in the email, they might suggest that and how you do the subject header, ever, everything. So it's very specific per agent. Also... We talked about it in the other podcast as well, the comp titles. So how you yes, compare your books to true. other books out they there and that. knowing the industry and saying, right, mm-hmm. I see my book alongside other ones. So you need to really hone authors. in on the comp titles. Um, and I've been seeing that more and more. There's quite a lot of... No, it's more authors they ask you to compare yourself to. That's what I had last year. It's authors, but it's also... Um, it's authors that you would see yourself on a shelf next to in that kind of genre, but it's also if you're Jurassic Park meets Lord of the Rings, kind of right. honing in God, your books that, that way. Crazy, that story. So it's... <laughs> yeah, so you've got a... Com- yeah, no, imagine that one. Elves running yeah. along taking down dinosaurs. I think Legolas, I Legolas yeah, always seemed to say to me. He was like, yeah, he, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Riding exactly. on the back of exactly. a T-Rex. He always did that with like a giant elephant, wasn't it? Or, anyway, yeah. He did actually, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's kind of comparing, putting your book in between the two. And the asking more about that at the moment um in submissions as well so you put yourself going okay i see myself with this author this author this author's with the books coming out but it's also my book is mixed between that and that and that's what i've been kind of struggling at i know historical fiction because that's what i mostly read and everything and what's out now but my go-to and we've talked about this in another podcast is that um i compare my book to old books um and they say that's a big 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 no-no because to them that's you saying you don't know the industry at the moment so even saying now harry potter 
is too old. If you're uh, eight, middle grade and you're comparing your book to, and you've got magic and stuff in it, don't even put Harry Potter in. One, it makes you look e- egotistical. But two, it's too old with what's current at the moment. So I am also going to, I think I'm going to go back on the list that I had last year of the agents and check if they, you know, what their guidelines are now. Um, but I'm also going to look at US agents, see if there's any international. Are you thinking going US? Yeah, I think I might check that out because I didn't last year. And I feel like... I don't think you could. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So I'm going to look into that. But I feel like they would be... I have a feeling there's an author I follow and I compare myself to her style. I feel like she was signed by a US agent. And I think she does better in um, America than the UK. Um, But yeah, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check out, see if you can do international rather than just doing UK. Because at this stage in the, you know, in in the world, at this, you know, time, we're able to get hold of people on the internet. I just don't know. It's like, you know, we're talking to each other. I'm in Australia. You're in the UK. It's, um, I don't know why it, yeah, I don't know why it matters where the agent is. So, and I think the US um, reader would be more my um, type of reader. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to look into that. And um, as I said last year, it was about 15 agents. So, have you heard... How many aid? I've heard people say like a hundred agents that they've sent their books to. Yeah, but in diff- in different rounds. So I think they do it in right. twenty agents at a time. Yeah. So when they hear back from one, then they send down another one out on their list, or they give it a certain amount of time, and then they put another twenty out. Okay. So a lot of agents, some are getting back a lot faster because they're home, they're self-isolating at the moment. They've got nothing but read, time to read. Um, so some of them are getting back a little bit faster, but on the guidelines, most of the agents say on their pages is between six to eight weeks. Yeah, mine took up to four months for them yeah. to get back. So some even yeah. longer. It depends how busy they are, how much they've got, how many people are submitting. Because that's the thing we're talking about submitting at the moment because we've got this time and we're really focusing and everything like that onto our writing and making this moment a positive one as much as possible for us. Um, And other people might be doing the same. So they're saying agents are going, right, send me your manuscripts. And so millions of people might be sending their manuscripts. So suddenly you think, oh, they've got all this time to read them. But actually, because you're sending it out a month after they've been requesting them, suddenly you're at the bottom of a thousand application slush pile. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's hard to know where you are and how long it takes to come back. So maybe give it a six-week thing. After six weeks, you haven't heard anything, but on the next 20... Um, and give it an average that way and maybe just put the ones you really want to at the forefront 
and then, and then by the time you get to the hundred one it's then you're not so fast about the last ones yeah the one it's, yeah. it's an agent <laughs> yeah which sounds really bad but everyone does that don't they they have their wish list they have one two three four five at the top of them it's just like i really want that one and then at the hundredth yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like when i was when i was looking originally for agents i was going go, looking at authors that i think i'm similar to their style so and then from that i was doing a search on what who their agent were was sorry then i was doing a search on who their agent was and from that then i found agencies um Whereas when I just typed in agencies in UK or something, you know, I was not getting maybe enough of them or, yeah, it was proven harder. So that way I was getting straight to the agent. Also, you could, they they might have their own Twitter. Um, also, the the actual agent, yeah, of the agency, yes. might, you might be able to get um, in touch with them easier. Um, but that's what I was doing. But now I don't, I'm not sure if that's a way to go. If you, if you see some authors that you're similar to and then you see their agent and you approach their agency, um, maybe they've got loads of those kinds of authors already and they don't want another one. Maybe you should be looking at a different type of agency who's like, oh, we actually don't have enough of women's fiction writers or sci-fi so yes we'll um we're more interested in that so it's a balance it really is a balance it's hard to know um because that's one i keep hearing on the podcast it's like have a look at the acknowledgement of your fame um favorite authors and then approach their agency and it is right they might be they might specialize in that kind of book and therefore take you one but some might turn around and go yeah we've got too many of you so we're not looking for that anymore. I think that's why it's important to have a look at their submission guidelines. Mm, because yeah, oh, definitely. if they're still saying historical or chiclet or rom-com, or, then you're still submitting to their guidelines. So you're still covering it from that point. But yeah, maybe you might be too similar to the, one of the authors you look up to. So I think it's hard to know which way to go. I mean, Twitter is good. You kind of get a feel for it. A lot of the agents who are requesting at the moment are requesting on Twitter, putting out a shout out on there. So it is good to kind of get a feel for it. They do, I don't know, I find agents lit, um, agents are more proactive on Twitter yes. than I find on anything else and oh, Instagram or... It's for the writers, the journalists, the authors, writers, is Twitter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I definitely think get a Twitter account yes. and <laughs> start stalking some agents Absolutely. on there, which is one of the reasons why I started it. <laughs> um, but you kind of get a feel for who they are, um, what they represent, their, um, some of the authors as well, because they'll shout out to them. You'll see also how proactive they are about their authors that they represent, whether or not they do shout out about them or if it's more promoting the agency. So I think you start to get a little bit of a feel for them. Um on Twitter and then yeah there's also a really good way of doing it which 
helped me to hone down my list was actually Jericho Writers. I've mentioned it before in the podcast as a recommendation. They actually have, um, I think it's a seven-day free trial because they have membership and everything, which I don't pay for. But they have a seven-day free trial to ha- um, to access the agency list. So they have all the current updated agents who are seeking certain aspects so you can put in your genre that you like um particular styles or whatever it is into this filter thing and it'll tell you what agents right now are looking for that so that's quite a good one um you can sign up and pay for it and just for the authors and the agency list but you can also get a seven day free trial and if you like it if you want to stay with it then go for it um but it's a good little free segue and they're trying to do loads of stuff at the moment um to promote writing and books at the moment and i think it's just researching getting a feel for it and just yeah stalking a whole load of literary agents from a a nice, nice distance. Don't get too soft. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, exactly. Very easily done, though. We've all yeah. done a little bit of it. But, you know, it, um, on Twitter. On Twitter yeah, or something. But in yeah. a nice distance. Um, I would say... Yes, and be professional your, at all times. I would say that was your recommendation, then. Oh, actually, no. You've got another one. That isn't my recommendation. Oh, okay, yes. so recommendations. So, recommendation time. Um, my recommendation this week would be uh, more about um, starting that submitting submission process. Try to say that right. Um, starting the submission process and looking into looking at the basics. So looking at cover letters and how you know you're ready to submit it. So mine are two YouTube ones videos. So one is Will Dean, who I've mentioned before. Um, he's done a big Q&A video recently, which is really helpful because he talks about um, the current crisis and climate at the moment, what's everyone going through, um, but also general information. But he's also done a video on how he's winning cover letter. It just gives you kind of a feel of what you should maybe look at and include and everything. And then I rightly have just released a video as well um, about what's out there and what's happening and if you're ready and what to include in submission and cover letter and blurbs and stuff. So, But we'll get into that more in future yeah, podcasts, absolutely. all the little nitty gritty bits. But I think if you're thinking of going through this, um, it's doing your research, looking at these now, start planning everything out and then we'll look into the nitty-gritty exactly yeah what this, would your recommendation be lana um yes i i agree this was really just to touch base on what we we're thinking of doing because i thought i was going to go indie but yeah i've changed my mind now so uh, yeah it's just we're just at that initial stage so no nitty-gritty this week guys but um my so no. my rec <laughs> It is coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's a coming. Um, my recommendation is the. It's not fully about 
um, submitting to agents. It's actually something that inspired me this week. Um, as I said earlier in the podcast, yeah, I was thinking about my front cover for if I was going to um, publish, self-publish this book that I'm currently going to submit to agents. So I, yeah, I never thought about the front cover before. So as I'm going to try and educate myself more on the indie publishing side, the this is um, two sisters and they're the Kate and Abby show. So they have podcasts, uh, so you can find them anywhere on your podcasts. And also they do the same thing on YouTube. So however you prefer to um, see the podcast, if it's seeing or hearing. Um, and yeah, with their one that I watched this week, they were talking about um, how to do your own cover for your book. So really useful tips on where they go, how they get images and yeah, just amazing tips. And that just put me in that kind of headspace thinking, you know what? It's all right. If I don't get traditionally published, if agents don't come back to me, it's going to be fine. I've got this covered. I'm going to be able, quite literally got this covered with a book cover and <laughs> going to do it myself. So um, yeah, I recommend them. They are the Kate and Abby show. So. Cool. That sounds really good. Yeah, same with yours. That was very educational. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we try, try to. We try sometimes. to help. <laughs> but if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a shout out on Twitter. And if you're listening on Apple or iTunes, please give us a write and a review on it. It helps to promote the podcast further and helps to encourage other people to maybe it listen does, to it. Because um, even if you, and if you want to, sorry, before you say that, because for, even if you search the Aspiring Authors podcast on Apple. It's like the ninth podcast and, uh, you know, all these other podcasts come before it and, and it's like, yeah, but this actually, ha that's the same words that I just typed in, but still doesn't recognize us yet because we, I don't think we've got any reviews or anything. So really helps no. to even just, just to get people to be able to search us and for us to be the number one that shows because that's, that's what the show is called. Exactly. If you enjoy it, just kind of shout us out, write reviews, yes, and a touch, <laughs> please, and touch base with us on Twitter as well at the Aspiring Authors Pod. Um, give us your recommendation. Are you an aspiring writer at the moment who's looking to submit during this climate at the moment? Would you be going to traditional? Are you thinking indie? Just give us your little messages, your shout out, your opinions. Um, yes, on Facebook too, where you can um, find us there, just Aspiring Authors podcast as well. Um, we also post our... Uh, recommendations every week there so if you are listening and you um, want to write down our recommendations don't worry just head on over to Facebook and it will be there and if it's not then just message us and say why the hell is it not here <laughs> yeah kick us up the bum <laughs> well thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you next week speak to you next week bye 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 bye
listening to Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow.